Nice, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm. Welcome back, guys. How are we all? Very good. Very We're good. here. We're into the new financial year. So hopefully the podcast of a few weeks ago when people were getting their mojo together and their plan together is working. Yeah, well, we're, get, we're seeing the return of a lot of um, agents, John, because there is a bit of an exodus, particularly with Sydney and Melbourne agents over um, the winter period. A lot of guys take two or, and girls take two, three weeks and they head off and go overseas. It's become a big trend of late, right? It has. It a has. big trend of late, it has. which I is mean, interesting. You notice it on social media where people are posting their pics that, you know, they're in, you know, they're in London or they're in yeah. Spain like, uh, like Troy was in... Um, um, Ibiza um, and um, a lot of them do that they have this three week pause but a lot of them have started to um, to come back and this question that I want to um, unpack today Q&A question, it's a good question because um, there's a lot of people on the database that are about to put their properties on the market because people are having conversations now about having their houses on the market late August, early spring and the question that we've got is from Clinton Eastall, and he's asked, how do you stay in touch without sounding desperate? In need for some dialogue and contacting the database. On contact, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm finding a number of clients coming from the database are coming onto the market with other agents and I'm not getting called in. Um, I want dialogue that is straight to the point and says to my clients, if you need anything, I'm your person in real estate. So that's that question's come in. So how do you how do you stay in contact with people on your CRM system without being a pain, without sounding like the desperate agent wanting their listing? What's I think the approach? There's, there's a couple of strands to that Tommy. First one is how do you get the listings without them ever going to market? So that's kind of probably around a good pipeline and nurture strategy. And the second one is when you are contacting people, either new or old, how do you not sound desperate? Well. I think you're not sound desperate by not sounding desperate, by not being desperate. Yeah. And I think a lot of agents, because they're so needy and and the, they need to get every listing and, and so forth, they have that energy that repels people. People not, whether it's in a personal environment, social environment or business environment, people run a mile when they smell that desperation. John, I love what you just said. You're not going to sound desperate by not being desperate. Yeah. And I think... I think at the end of the day, that sums up a lot in real estate, not just about desperate, about whether you're a, a good person. If you've got to actually make an effort to do things that should be normal things, yes, um, it means that there's your problem. And as we spoke last week about, Tom, was around detaching yourself from the outcome, focusing on the process. So if your process, let's talk prospecting, because I think that um, Clinton was talking about that. If your process today is to have an hour or two's phoning your past clients, giving them an update on the market, without any level of desperation, you're here to add value, you're here to serve, so your energy is around giving them information that is valuable, as opposed to, I need to get in another door today. Um, So what's the goal of the call? Is your goal of your call to educate your clients, or is the goal of the call for you to try and close them on the phone because you want a listing? Correct. And are you just here to serve people? I mean... I've always taken the view that it's my job to help someone find a new home and find someone else buy their home. And if I get paid for it, that's a bonus. And if it happens today, that's nice. If it happens in a week's time, that's no problem either. And so if you if you approach that, and it's an interesting thing, Tom, is, is the more people in sporting terms call it effortless effort, being in the zone or in flow. Um, 
the best athletes in the world, when you see them, and running is a great example, and I remember Carl Lewis from years ago was, was a great example of this, that you know, he looked like he wasn't trying. He was just in such beautiful flow. And I think when you see a master salesperson, he or she looks like they're not trying because they're just loving what they do. And sure, they can have a high level of energy. They can have enthusiasm. They can be focused on, you know, doubling their business or whatever. But it doesn't come across as desperation. And I think this is it. So the first first comment to um, Clinton's question, I think, is around um, if you don't want to sound desperate, don't be desperate. Just be comfortable, be relaxed, be confident. And all those things are just shifts in thinking. You, you know, you can think you're desperate, but all of a sudden you can realise you, you're not actually desperate. If you don't get this listing, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. You just move on to the next one. And then you sort of take a deep breath, and before you know it, you're sounding and feeling different. The other one is how do you become an agent that people call in without going to market? Well, I think, again, it's a process, and the process is called a nurture. So when you've dealt with someone, don't think the game's over. Realise the relationship's just beginning. And, and this is one of the greatest blind spots of real estate agents. They think when the sold sign goes up, they're on with the next deal and that client can do their best. Um, my view is when the sold sign goes up, the real relationship's beginning because now we don't need each other. We actually just want to stay in touch because we like each other. Yeah. And, and I want to make sure that anything that's happening in your community, you're abreast of. And if you ever need my help with you or any of your colleagues, you'll feel comfortable ringing me because I've stayed in touch. So I think that's really important. Um, Secondly is, of course, and we've spoken many times about different strategies to uh, introduce yourself to new clients because the nurture strategy, by definition, is really around pre-existing clients from the past. John, can I ask you, have you seen a larger tendency of people that have got a good cut through in their marketplace go to listings uncontested where the people trust them so much that they don't call other agents in? I think the better you are as an agent, the more market share, the more chance of you'll either get it uncontested or they'll just do a bit of a price check with one other agent. But they've made their mind but, up. But the whole beauty parade thing of, you know, six agents and all coming in and all kind of, uh, you know... It's not that, like the voice audition. No, it's exactly right. <laughs> um, so I think that's really... Uh, that, that's important. Not that, you know, I, I'm ever frightened of competition or not that I ever discourage a client from... If they want to get a few opinions, I think that's a healthy uh, approach too. But usually, if you're a good agent, you've built rapport, you've been referred or you've done business with them before, you will probably get the business without much competition. I think agents in their mind think there's a lot more competition. If you walk in, you do a great presentation, you understand them, you connect, you answer their questions and you leave them with a feeling of confidence, you'll get the business. Because you've always presented, John, that slide at um, a lot of the great sessions that you've run uh, with newscorprealestate.com and for my gym members, 30-40-30. Yeah. 30% happens before the listing presentation, 40% happens at the listing presentation, and 30% happens yeah. afterwards. So there's a, a lot of stuff that happens beforehand. So, yeah, so you know, I got that from my brother who was a great advertising marketing guy and, and he had the philosophy that, that whether they're going to win the pitch or not, 30% of the likelihood is the quality of the preparation and what they did before get to know the client, give them information in advance. 40% was the pitch itself. I'm there, I'm listening to you, I'm talking, I'm presenting my ideas. And 30% was the follow-up. And so I think that's, that's really, it's a good point for all our listeners, is realise that it's not just about the pitch. I had, John, I had a guy, I did uh, a real estate gym interview from Melbourne from a company called Ash uh, Martin. 
And um, he showed me the letter that he sends out after the listing presentation. I thought it was gold. It is personalised to the point where he said, and Johnny's bedroom, um, and he describes the bedroom, and he made references in the post-pack presentation that did not sound like it was a systemised letter. It made a number of references to things that were important to those people that related to um, their children's names. Yeah. Um, and, I th- and I thought to myself, if I was a vendor receiving that, I would turn around and say, hang on a second, this submission is definitely different. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great point. And uh, customization and authenticity is key. That doesn't mean you can't build some systems that allow you to leverage certain things about the way you do business, because I think that's also a healthy part of an agent's growing their business, is not, not unnecessary duplication. But you're right, there are going to be touch points that you can customise by remembering people's names and their kids and their pets and the scenario, taking notes, referring to the notes, and as we often say, preparation is free, so do as much of it as you possibly can, cost you nothing. So, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully that will give... Um, Clinton, I think it was, a yeah. bit of an idea on, uh, on how to deal with that. I th- yeah, so Clinton, thank you so much for uh, writing in. You know what I'd love to do, Tom? I think going forward, uh, Troy, we should do some live questions on air. I was listening to, who was it the other day? It was uh, Grant Cardoni. Man, he's out there. Have you heard his I've, podcast? I've seen, I've seen, I haven't heard his podcast, but so he has got a podcast? He's Tom? got a podcast. Okay, so we recommend our listeners. Yeah, recommend to... Grant Cardoni. He, I think he calls it Cardoni Zone or Cardone Zone or something. Yeah. He, look, he's at, right out there, and what you've got to do is you have to set aside the ego because there's a lot of it. Yeah. And again, a lot of people say, oh, how can you listen to that guy? He's full of himself. Well, he probably is, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have some good stuff to listen yeah. to. So I kind of, because I'm very anti the ego and the, that sort of rubbish, but I also want to listen for the, for the gold nuggets of information. So I do that. Um, and, and he does, uh, on part of his podcast, not every week, but when he does it, sometimes he just phone in. So we should get some of our listeners in the future. We'll, so, we'll, do, we'll, we'll do a time and we'll call okay. them back. So you know what we're going to do, Troy? We're going to do a, a, a live stream. Live stream? Of, uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, uh, a podcast, yep. and in that podcast, people write comments, and we can um, uh, answer questions yeah. that are coming in. Perfect. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. So, so we can promote it. We'll let everyone know. We'll give them a, a couple, like a week or so, and we'll give them updates on when wow. we are going to record live. But very professional. Wow. Okay. So, so Troy, it's getting serious. This, 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 yeah, well, it's, it's getting very serious because it actually means that. Um, I've got to actually, you know, reduce the carbs for the <laughs> for the, the week leading up to it. While well, oh, we're all love in our that. fitness right. programs. Okay. I love that. Well, it's good let's to see you Stay again. tuned, everyone. That's going to be good. And uh, rea, realestate.com.au, yeah. so our the, very generous sponsors. We appreciate their support, as always. I'm, I'm just seeing the increasing number of real estate agents that are telling me that real estate's moved to a social proof game. Yep. And social proof game is that we've got educated consumers that are going to the just sold section of realestate.com and they can work very clearly who is the agent to go to in a marketplace. Um, in the old days, John, you know, sure, people would drive around, look at sold buys, but someone can be sitting in their office right now, press Paddington and have a look at who is the agent that is selling the properties? And generally speaking, they're on the shopping list. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. So realestate.com. Are, Digital uh, interview. Yeah. It's not a thing of the future. It's a thing of the now. 
Yeah. So make sure all your listings and your, your personal, is it called the personal profile page, right? Your personal profile yep. page. I couldn't believe it the other day. Tracy was saying at one of the board meetings at REA that I was at, there was like 40% of the agents have an up-to-date one and 60% haven't even touched theirs. And I just think, guys, come on. Hopefully all our listeners are in that 40% because if you're listening to this, and you have an REI profile page, which I think sure everyone does, right? Everyone does. Everyone, everyone, does. everyone in yep. the country's got Go one. Go it and spend 20 minutes just making sure you have an up-to-date photo and resume, and if you have any videos or client testimonials, I mean, just do them because this is how people are selecting you for your next gig. And it literally is 20 minutes to do it, to take yeah. the time and actually do it. It's 20 minutes. Well, REA... Troy have, I'll just give our listeners the name, Ashley Weston is a person that REA are out there telling the market has got what they call a five star personal profile page. A guy or a girl, actually? Um, it's a female, I believe, and if it's not, I want to apologise, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 90% certain because I actually uh, have got images of, of who the person is. So Ashley Is Weston, actually in property management? Or sales? It's a sales. Sales, okay. Yeah. So have a look there because there's some basic criteria that includes, you know, community events, you know, your personal profile video. And um, as Troy and John have just said, we are talking about not having to hire a marketing team to do this. This is a, uh, in your diary, a, a task to do because to everyone that's listening here, I suggest that you Google your name and the words real estate and you'll be um, shocked to find out what comes up most of the time, not every time, is your real estate profile page. On REA. On REA. So what we're saying is that is the first destination that the public are taken to when they do the Google stalking. Well, it could be your only destination. If someone goes there and they're underwhelmed, because people are saying, God, if that's as good as he or she can do on REA, so you've got to get your your thing up there. And, And like Troy said, it takes... You're 20 minutes. If you're like Tom and I, it'll take you 60 minutes. 60 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, for anyone else, it'll take you 20 minutes. Hey, but look at the bright side. We can John's got it. a good EQ. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, for the record, just as we leave this podcast, I want to let you know I definitely got a higher score in my HSC than John McGrath. <laughs> Not hard. We'll okay. see you guys next week. Thank see you. Have a good week. Guys.